Today, we're chatting with the founder of Soul Language about a new way of listening to and understanding yourself so that you can make better decisions in your life and your business. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome, awesome guest. But before we get there, quick update on the last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Thank you so much to everyone that continues to buy the book, those people that are leaving those five-star reviews, and those people that are emailing me, letting me know how you're liking the content and, more importantly, how you are using it. Between all your feedback and the articles in Yahoo and USA Today and Forbes, I could not be happier and I could not be more proud of how things are playing out. And of course, I think by now, I haven't done a final specific count, but I think we're over 60,000 copies sold at this point across all formats. Speaking of formats, if you want to check out this book in any format, whether it's Kindle or paperback or audiobook, you can go to lastlawofattractionbook.com and that'll auto-forward you to its listing. Or you can check out youtube.com slash Cap if you want to check out free content devoted to the book. Either way, I hope the content in some way, shape, or form serves you. And with that said, let's dive into today's feature interview. I'm going to switch up mics and we're going to have my conversation with Jennifer. Okay, I'm excited for today's guest. Jennifer Eurizio is the founder of Soul Language, a paradigm that puts tangibility to soul so that a conscious connection can be established and enable crystal clear decisions for success. A master intuitive and the author of two best-selling books, Jennifer has trained over 30 practitioners worldwide in soul language, and there are currently over 5,000 people across the globe using what she teaches to connect to their soul language. We're obviously going down uncharted waters here today, and I can't wait to dive in. So without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Jennifer Eurizio. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. I am completely honored. I am so excited, and I just you know, love everything you're up to. So this is going to be really fun for me. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise. And, you know, full disclosure for the audience, we've already had a couple of conversations. So we're getting to know each other, our tendencies, our life outlooks and and things of that nature. But I want to catch the audience up to speed a little bit. So I guess the most sensible question to begin with is how do you define soul language as both a modality, if that's a proper term, and just as what other people would understand as they're going down this conversation with us? So I define soul as your essential nature, that part of you that's never been heard, that knows you're whole and complete. And what soul language is, is it is a modality. What it does is it puts tangibility to the soul, that essential nature of a human being, and the essence or essential nature or soul of a business. When we have words to know, put to what we know deep down inside, there's an instant recognition. And then people can actually put consciousness into everything they do. So I can give a one-liner based on three of their core energies of soul to every soul and every business on this planet. And that becomes our mild marker of consciousness and our mild marker of kind of success. Because when we're conscious, we're in the flow of things and we're happier and things will line up. So my one-liner based on my three soul languages is I create balance for myself and others through love, integrity, and courage. And the three categories or three languages of soul language are your mission, how you'll be known here, 
and then your soulful personality. So it really gives humans silly tangible words to something that's totally intangible so they can connect and they can put really more of their essential nature into everything they do. Mm. And that makes everything grow. So it's kind of like, you know, here we are in this instant gratification, (laughs) diluted attention span world. And this is about articulating what really resonates with us already. Not that we have to be told. I mean, it's it's kind of like revealing it to what we already know on a certain level so that we have a more we have more agency in how we operate from that so that we can be consistent with who we really are, be in congruence and go along that path towards success, towards happiness, towards fulfillment, and towards all the things that we are striving for in life anyway. Yeah. I mean, your soul knows how to get there. It knows that you're whole and complete. It can operate from that. It's really helping the human get on board with that Mm -hmm. and the human not put pain or suffering or programming into everything they do and every decision they make. Listen, our greatest gift is free will. And what that means is we can have a choice whether we know that we're connected, whole and complete, one with everything, or we're disconnected. Mm -hmm. And when you understand that your soul is here to support that, and you can put words to that and language to that, it's this kind of feeling of coming home and this this sense of great freedom. Um, And it allows people to go, okay, I can declare this, I can claim this, I can accept this. And I don't have to keep fighting my internal landscape any longer. Mm, Got it. Now, here you are (laughs) existing and choosing to do this, choosing to help people, which is a clear-cut example or a clear-cut indicator that people have difficulty with this. Otherwise, they wouldn't need to turn to someone for it. Why do you think people do have so much trouble having that clarity on their own? And also, in your view, what do you think is their biggest challenge to getting to the other side of the spectrum? Yeah, I think we have challenges with it because we're taught from a little peanut not to, right? You know, we come out shooting like, woohoo, I'm great. And then all of these experiences and programmings and, and our elders teach us a different way. Most of it is done without malice, right? So I think the reason why people have a hard time getting onto the other side is because these patterns are so ingrained because they want to feel part of the human race and they believe that they are unworthy most of the time to know or be whole and complete, which is a crazy mixed up human thing, which is how humans operate, right? They kind of take the basis of something really true. And then they kind of, it goes through all of our human levels and we kind of mess it up. Mm. Um, you know, here's a perfect example. So uh, he's 16 now, but when my ne- best friend's kid, who I call my nephew, came home from kindergarten the third day, the teacher put him in the car and she said, there's nothing in Eric's cream folder today. You know, and everyone was like, oh my God, why? It's like, no, 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 he was good, but there's nothing in his screen folder because he chose not to participate today and Erin called me she's like oh my god Eric chose not to participate today what do you think that means I was like I think it means we're doing our job she goes what do you mean I go since we've been he's been out of the belly we've asked him Eric what do you want to do what resonates with you how do you feel are you in alignment tell us what's going so he chose not to participate so obviously there was something going on that he chose not to participate Mm-hmm. He didn't throw a tantrum. He just chose not to participate. And I think that's a perfect example of listening to your inner wisdom and being like, no, 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 you can't do that. This is what we do. And this is the structure. Um, 
you know, so I think that's uh, why we lose that ability to, to create that connection. And, yeah. you know, I think people are, in reality, I think most of us are afraid of standing out. And we're under this impression that um, being connected is something special. It's not. It's normal. It's the way we're supposed to be operating, right? Mm. Like, it would be kind of silly to think that God, Goo, Universe Tree, Bob, Cupcake, whatever you want to call it. Someone called it Gus the other day. Uh, doesn't know who you are. And you're not worthy of receiving that information or love. That would be like that's kind of bizarre, right? Like that entity is here just to like shower us with goodness, right? And so most of us think that we're not capable of receiving or we're unworthy of receiving that goodness. When in reality, it's the exact opposite, meaning, no, you're not that special that you don't get that, right? Like that's kind of crazy. Mm. Now, even the most cynical person would hopefully understand at least the level of there's value to trusting your gut. Yeah, so totally. where where whoever's listening to this, wherever they are, whether they're cynical or open or whatever it might be, there's a little bit of a you know work, soul work, you might say. I'm I'm throwing those terms, not you, towards getting there, towards being more intuitive, towards being more open, towards being more receptive. What would you say to someone wherever they are right now who who's down with this like they're willing to give it a try and they don't know where to begin? Where do you begin with them? I think the easiest step is to just tune in to your heart or to your gut every day and go, what do I need to know today? And then mm. make a little note, right? And then track it. This is going to help you understand how you're getting your, in your, your information and what your database is. So when I get information, I get Star Trek references. Why? Because I love Star Trek. Mm. I get cartoon references. Why? Because I love cartoons right those are my database the way my soul which is communicating through intuition is speaking to me so people have to know understand their their database and they have to start with a simple question which is what do i need to know today and then keep some make it a lab experiment keep some notes so you could go oh i needed to know that i shouldn't go to the store and when i went to the store here's what happened and go, oh, okay, so I can start to build up this trust with that inner wisdom, that heart leading or that gut leading. And mm. also make notes when we've all had that experience where we pick up the phone and go, oh my God, I was just thinking of you. Like make a note of those experiences. So you can also kind of check off those boxes to go, okay, this is a real thing and let's start to play with it. You know, there's a bunch of lab experiments that you can do to kind of have fun with it and play with it and discover it rather. And listen, I was a cynic. I get it, right? Like sometimes I go, yeah, whatever. I, I do this whole like, let's put God on notice. Like, let's do this. And um, one of my favorite stories is I was really mad. I was really mad one day and I was in my car. And I was cursing the divine. I was like, I want to know right now that you know who I am. And I want to make sure that my dead dad is supporting me wherever he is. Because I'm mad. So I flip on the radio. And the radio's going. And, I, and the song that my dad loved came on. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's too easy. I don't want you know. <laughs> and the, the announcer comes on and goes, okay, thank you so much for calling in all of those, you know, requests and 
remember all those great bars and dance places and he keeps going through all these i was like yeah 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 and then he goes and remember brothers three and i go off the road because i'm driving that was the name of my father's bar that i forgot he had mm. and when and even they still get choked up all of the things that had to happen for scammer all of those things that had to happen for that to line up is incredible to me right, right? like it couldn't be orchestrated human like on a human level no mm-hmm. like you know like the oldie station at that moment decided to mention this bar that was kind of a dive that nobody knew like crazy pants right so we all have had those moments where we acknowledge that there's some force that's bigger than us supporting us. And this is really about you tapping into your piece of that, the internal piece, and working within that, that flow. And I think it's quite liberating when you, you know this, when you decide to be in that flow and find a paradigm or structure that supports your humanness getting on that bus. Because it's like you're going downhill uh, you know, arms in the air, full of joy and freedom when that happens. Mm. Quick um, <clears throat> sidebar, and I really invite you to, uh, you know, correct me if you disagree, but that portion where you're asking a question at the beginning of the day, I would imagine that for someone starting out, they might also want to include that there should be no pressure in an answer coming in any specific way or specific timing, meaning they should be like, listen, I'm going to ask this and maybe I'll get something, maybe I won't. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm just going to let whatever happens happen for me. No, I totally agree. Mm -hmm. And here's the best thing. I do it in the shower. Do it in the shower because your mind is busy doing all the shower stuff. And then just whatever pops in your head, the thought that runs across the screen, just write it down. As silly as you might think it is, the the key also there is not because people will go, well, I didn't get anything. But what they really, they got something. But they, they, you know, um, they decided that it wasn't relevant. Mm-hmm. And so whatever pops, just write it down. So you can start to keep track. And if nothing, you feel like nothing pops, that's okay too. Just be aware throughout the day it might. And you'll be like, oh my God, there's that answer. Let me write it down. Mm. So <laughs> here we are. We have, um, we have our lexicon. We have our philosophy. We have our outlook. We have our perspective. We have all these pieces. And I think people naturally gravitate towards when they find something, like you said, that that clicks, they they implement it or exercise it in all different areas of your life. And as I know, like a lot of entrepreneurs are listening, and I know you yourself are an entrepreneur, I'm curious, how do you take this body of work, this understanding, and how do you um, focus that through in your entrepreneurial path? Yeah. So I do everything on an entrepreneur level by talking to my personal soul and the soul of the business. So here is an excellent example. So I'm in the shower and I'm like having this conversation with the energy of my business. Like, what are my people? How do I get in touch with them? Who are they? What are they like? And my business said, create a group on Facebook called Spiritual Roman Gates. And I was like, Oh, business soul, you know that I don't like Facebook. Like, what are you doing? Like, now I'm in resistance, right? Okay, it's not that it doesn't resonate with me. I'm in resistance. So then I have to talk to my personal soul and my humanness to get on board. So I do that. And I'm like, okay, I'm in a place of neutrality. Let's create the group. Well, people always say the same thing. Oh my God, I love that title. 
my God, I so identify with the spiritual learning gate. Look at, and I haven't even told them what it is, right? So I use it on a daily basis. Every question that I have about business, I go directly to the business soul. If I get an answer that I'm in resistance about, I turn to my personal soul and my humanness to come into alignment. Um, I've created programs, I've created uh, products, I've created uh, social media by just talking to my business. Mm. So it's an integrated part of everything I do. Listen, here's the thing. Entrepreneurs, most of them are listening to their business, but they're listening to their business through pain and programming. Mm-hmm. And so what I teach is put consciousness into the business and it will expand. And here's another thing. Most entrepreneurs think that they are their business and they're not. And once they stop feeling like they are their business, like it's all up to them, they reduce the pressure and things start to flow. So mm-hmm. it's an integrated part. And it also helps with the co-creation of the how. Because we are only responsible for this much of the how, right? This much of the doing. And most entrepreneurs, action-oriented ones, believe that they need to do, do, do. And I think a lot of them overdo. Mm. I also use my business languages in marketing, right? My business energy is much more love-oriented. It's much more receiving while I'm all warrior energy and action-oriented. And so I, you know, when I'm in the business and working with a client, you know, my boyfriend who's passed through has actually goes, he goes, you know, when you talk to your client, your voice is totally different. He's like, your energy just totally shifts, right? Because I step into that vessel of love to support somebody in a bigger way. So it also helps entrepreneurs really take the personal out of the business Mm -hmm. and start to see it from a place of your business is designed to succeed. So what can you put into your business to make that happen? So obviously, you know, I'm, I'm projecting here and I take my own perspective into everything I hear the way everyone does. But when I hear you say that, I kind of hear that by allowing your business to be more than just you and to have agency beyond just you, you're giving yourself also space to be more you, which in and of itself speaks more intimately to prospects, to clients, to customers, yeah. which fuels the business, which ironically is already now doing more work for you as well. So it's almost like an upward snowball yeah. where you're giving, you're, you're giving the business permission to do things, but you're simultaneously giving yourself permission to be more you, which then just feeds itself and gets bigger and bigger from there. Yeah. It's like a giant math problem. Like if you have two trains and the, first train leaves at the station at 55 miles an hour. Yeah, totally. Right. It, it allows you create a business to really, it's your bus ticket. It's your bus ticket to utilize your gifts and talents. It's a, it's a platform and a forum. And you called in that energy to support you in a way that's harmonious for you. Mm-hmm. So if you just kind of shut up and be and express yourself without your pain and programming, it's like instant, amazing goodness because it's designed to do that. And here's a weird thing. Entrepreneurs tend to be entrepreneurs kind of from birth. They just don't know it sometimes. That energy has been around you since you've been a peanut. So it knows all about you and it can provide guidance in a new way 
without you hearing it through additional layers of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what's really great about entrepreneurs is that they do have a rebel renegade spirit, right? So you need a lot of force and a lot of power behind you. That's all internal, right? So you get to really understand how to harness that universal support to receive you, to help you receive in in major ways. Mm. It's like a giant game, right? You know, and I think people have so much, they have so much life and death about their entrepreneurship. Listen, you're here to succeed. How do you want to play that game? And when you have that, when you have that firm belief, it becomes really fun, right? Rather than, oh my God, I need this because it, I need to have safety and I need to prove that what I'm doing is worthy and you know, I need to prove that my idea is great. No, everything's already been created by the time you thought of the idea. Your mm-hmm. job is just to bring it into fullness, into heaviness, into tangibility. You know, you remind me of something when you use the words like playing that game. I think oftentimes, again, different language clicks in different ways. <laughs> I hear that. It's like, you know, it's, it's a reminder that, you know, when you engage in any process, you're, you're playing the game of market research. You're playing the game of connecting with the customer. You're playing the game of checking in with your gut of how this is going to operate. When you kind of, at least for me, you use that language, you're giving yourself a bit of a permission and a bit of a relief to create space to make better, more intuitive decisions. Yeah. Yeah. We've all been there where we've had an interactive with, interaction with someone and we're like, oh, can't put my finger on it, but something doesn't feel right. Mm. You know, most of the time that's because that person and what they're saying aren't in alignment, right? What I do is help people put voice in their vision and receive from it to create alignment. So when people hear their voice, they're like, I don't know why I'm supposed to talk to you, but I know I'm supposed to talk to you right? Like, that's cool. You know, I think so often we're taught, especially in marketing, which will give me and make me well in my eyes. You know, we're, we're taught, talk to the pain and blah, blah, blah. And that's all just kind of marketing unconscious behavior that worked up until a couple of years ago. Now people really want connection. They want to be heard. They want to be seen. They want to, uh, to, for you to know who they are. In order to do that, that entrepreneur needs to know who they are. Mm. They need to know who their business is and they need to be unafraid just to talk. And most importantly, they need to be unafraid to listen and really talk from a place of knowing that they're supported. So they're not kind of trying to manipulate or, you know, create something out of nothing, right? Like this is just about going, okay, you could be a resource for me. I could be a resource for you. If you're not, another one will come along. And when you have that, it's like, let's just play, see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, or I know I'm so in tuned that most of the time, I may say most of the time, because recently I had experience, but most of the time I know whether a person is a client within the first five minutes, that doesn't mean that they'll be a client, but I know if we're aligned, right? And then I just get to kind of sit back and enjoy. And even if they're not, I get to sit back and enjoy, right? So I, it's, it's that old jo- kind of joke about dating, right? Um, you know, like who holds all the cards? 
just not a power struggle, right? This is about you creating a connection and offering your services to someone who's been asking for them. And if they're ready or you're aligned, it's a close. If it's not, it's okay because something else is coming along. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, we all go down our unique path and we learn our unique lessons. On your way to getting where you are right now and how you understand the world around you, how you interact with yourself and the world around you, what off the top of your head is the best piece of advice and the most impactful piece of advice that you've gotten on the way to where you are right now? There's been several. Um, I think the most impactful uh, is about money doesn't have emotions. Like, Mm. you know, watch what emotion, money doesn't have free will, right? But, you know, it's really about like, why are you being so emotional about money, Jen? Like, what are you making it mean that it doesn't? And it, you know, and that was a, a new lesson, like just recently. And it, and it was because I was supporting my mom in the reconstruction of her house after a fire. And I was really emotional about her money because I was emotional about her being safe, right? And when I went, oh, she's going to be safe, safe no matter what. Like, you know, Erin, it was for my best friend who said that. She's like, your mom's going to be safe no matter what. Even if she has to live with you and you live with me, like we worked out a plan, right? Like, she's like, it's going to be okay. And I went, oh, okay, I'll let go. And as soon as I did that, like, things just started moving. Mm-hmm. Now my portion of supporting her. Got it. So I think that was a huge uh, bit of advice that kind of went, oh. Well. And I brought that now in into every aspect of my life and notice where I'm making money emotional. Love it. So um, we're, we're almost wrapping up here. Before we do, we've had nice, you know, conversation. We've gone down a few roads here what if anything haven't we brought up that you were inspired and in saying hey I, I want the audience to hear this right now I really want the audience to know that they're whole and complete and operate from that wholeness and completeness like really notice when you're sending out an email what's going on internally if you feel constricted like let's pause and let's you know think about your dog so you feel whole and complete like shift that and then do that task and really do that when you're coming in contact with your prospective customer or client. Like, are you coming from a place of feeling not enough? Because that's going to drive that conversation. Mm. And just shift it any way you can, even if it's just with gratitude or, you know, a small prayer or you put on some crazy music or you dance or, you know, however you need to shift it shift it so you can bring wholeness and completeness to every conversation and every interaction. Love it. On, on a level, so, you know, you're strategically managing, managing yourself based on your own self-awareness of what are your fears? What are your insecurities? What are your doubts? And also where are your points of agency? Where are your points of gratitude and fulfillment and enthusiasm, satisfaction, happiness, knowing those ends, you kind of strategically lean into what's going to get you the bad result. Yeah. Um, so before we, uh, we wrap up here, if people want to learn more or connect with you, what is the best place or places for them to do so? Well, there's two places. One at soullanguage.us, and they can go to the Soul Language portion of that site and hit free discovery session, and I'd be happy to share one of their languages. And then I have a new site called Spiritual Lessons from the Dog Park, which is all about my discovering more about my own expansion and my own lack. 
through going to the dog park. And those are very fun places and very funny. And um, I think a lot of people will resonate with those blogs because we've all been in those situations. It's like a giant high school when you go to the dog park. Mm. So those are two places. Nice. Well, I highly recommend people check that out. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave those links in the, uh, the YouTube description if people are watching this on video or at shatteredamoldpodcast.com where this episode resides. So either way, it'll be nice and easy for people to access if they want to check that out. Um, <clears throat> last question I often ask this of my guests. Um, if you can go back in time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, whatever is you want, and give a younger version of you any piece of advice or insight, it could be life advice, business advice, whatever it might be. What's the one thing you would choose to share with that younger version of yourself? I would choose to share, don't waste your time um, trying to convert the unconvertible. Meaning, don't waste your time with bad relationships with people who don't get you. Don't waste your time trying to be something you're not. Like, really, really choose wisely what you do with your time and your energy and where you place it. Um, I spent a lot of time um, being loyal to people, places, and things uh, that weren't reflecting that energy back at me. So I think that would be the big advice I would give. Mm, love that. Love that. And really love this conversation. We, we've, we've gone down a new path that Shattered and Mold hasn't before. Yay. And uh, I'm really grateful for you, you know, popping on, sharing your insights, sharing your wisdom, uh, sharing your experiences, and hopefully facilitating a better result for certain people listening right there. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for, you know, playing with me now several times. And um, I always enjoy our conversations and I always get these wonderful bits of nuggets and I love the way you use language. So thank you. Thank you again, Jennifer. That was awesome, guys. I'm going to leave her links in the YouTube description. But if you're listening in audio, you can go to shatteredamoldpodcast.com. And where this interview resides, it'll have those links for her also. Speaking of links, again, if you haven't checked out my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com or you can go to youtube.com slash Cap. With that said, thank you so much for listening as always. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your feedback and your support and spreading the word. And of course, stay tuned. There are more awesome guests on the way shortly. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.